Welcome to the Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. The Culture Classroom is powered by Pro Quick Draw. Clinic season is right around the corner. Are you ready? Pro Quick Draw is here to get you organized. Listen to our sponsor as they talk about the effectiveness for building your playbook with Microsoft Visio and PowerPoint. ProQuickDraw is the Microsoft Playbook development system that is centered on increasing your efficiency in drawing plays, generating scouting reports, creating scout cards, drawing within PowerPoint and Visio. Build your library of plays from scratch or by using the PQD folder system. Utilize our Visio stencils or PowerPoint shape library to help you draw your plays. Create your playbook by adding drawings from your library to a custom template to help organize your final playbook. PQD will resize your drawing based on the template that you have chosen. We believe we have the tools that can help you become a better coach. Well, Coach Weaver, it's just you and I chilling in the classroom tonight, and that's okay because it's been a while since we've done that. Uh, But I wanted to share some things that you and I are going to talk about. Uh, Georgia football calls them skull sessions, and we use them with our wrestling team, so we call them skull sessions as well. We're just taking it from Georgia football, but it's a little bit of mental training to go with the physical training that we demand from our athletes. Yeah, the physical training, obviously, JT, is is important, but you and I both know going into 2020, 2021, and dealing with today's athlete, the mental side of it is almost... Uh, more important, if you will, than the physical because of the demands it puts on the body, yes, but how are you handling it psychologically? Segment one is brought to you by GameStrat, the most reliable, advanced, and fastest sideline replay system on the market. It's simple and easy to use with 24-7 support. Choose GameStrat for all your game day needs at GameStrat.com or on Twitter at GameStrat. Yeah, you know, and and I just think about everything in education right now, all the trends, uh, and there's a flavor of the week all the time. Like we do something for one year and then we come back to it years later and we start another initiative. But one thing that's not going away that has probably only been heightened the need for in the COVID pandemic is social emotional learning. And so when I think about mental training, we're just talking about the social emotional piece that goes with our athletes. Yeah, there's definitely gaps that exist, right? There's gaps in kids learning because of the shutdown. There's gaps in kids interpersonal development because they weren't around other people. They weren't around their peers. Uh, They might have been around family or they might have had other things going on. But that peer relational piece, that's such a big part of what we deal with in a middle school. Um, And that's such a big part of who you grow into as an adult. So that's what these school sessions are designed to do. And, hey, if they're good enough for Georgia football, then they're good enough for the Monarchs up here. Yeah, definitely going to steal this for the Patriots here in Mississippi. Definitely going to do that. So I want to segue into this with you, John. And we talk about having a bad day, but I really want to get into the other part of it. When I, when, I, when I think about bad day, it automatically goes to P.J. Fleck. And I think yeah. he says there's no bad days, there's only hard days. So maybe to our listeners, when's the last time you had a hard day? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons that we have hard days in education, right? More is put on our plate all the time and nothing comes off. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, I think that's the big bugaboo. And so leaders out there, 
The other challenge that I want to have with this is, was it a hard day or was it a hard five minutes Ooh. that you thought about all day and never let go of? Yeah, that distraction piece is definitely a big part of it. Um, you know, because a lot of times, I think it is you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Well, it doesn't really, I mean, the right side or the wrong side, um, it's, it's how you make it. And if that bad day or hard day turns into an all-day type of thing, uh, there's some reflection that needs to go there. Or maybe it was just a hard day, or maybe it was just a hard morning. And when you get to lunchtime, it's better. But I, I'm excited about diving into this with you tonight. Uh, I think it's a great topic with the climate of the world right now, with the climate of uh, distractions and what does a hard day look like? What does a bad day look like? What does a good day look like? Um, so I'm, I'm excited about tonight's episode. No, that's really good, Coach. And um, what we do with our athletes, how we kind of give them an analogy to wrap this around, is I think about a stoplight. And so the red's on the top, the yellow's in the middle, the green means go. Uh, red is you're talking about frustration, anger, right? We all have heard the phrase, you're seeing red, you're really angry, like you, you can't see what's happening around you because you're so uh, emotionally intense, uh, focused on whatever's happening. Um, Yellow, proceed with caution, right? Maybe from an athletic standpoint, you're questioning yourself. You're questioning the outcome. There's doubt amongst you and your teammates, uh, amongst your coaching staff. But really, we want to be green. When you're green, things are going, the flow of traffic, you're composed, you're in control. And I just think it's about transitions, right? So if you're red, how do you get from red to yellow and then yellow to green? If you're yellow, how do you get out of the caution, hesitation area and get to green so that you're flowing? And how do you avoid going up into caution or into red and anger and frustration? So I just think it's a really easy one, two, three model that's a visual that we're familiar with in our society. Right. So I want to ask you this, since this is more, you're introducing this to me tonight and I'm, I'm intrigued by it. Is there any way to go from red to green without going through yellow? Is that a, something that, that a student or an athlete or even a coach can do? Go from frustration and anger to a composed control and skip the yellow? I don't think by themselves. Right. You know, if, if they could, then there wouldn't be any need to listen to our podcast, right? There wouldn't <laughs> be any need for coaching. Right. Like you, you would do it instinctually. Um, if any of you have read Trevor Moed's stuff about neutral thinking, I really think yellow, that caution, the proceeding, but you're kind of moving slow, the hesitation piece, I really think of that as neutral thinking. So ideally, we want to shift from neutral into action and not go backward, not go up into the red where we're going to cause damage or, or whatever. So um, it's just an analogy, but I don't think you can go from, from red to green without that yellow piece. Right. And I love, I love the yellow, the questioning, the doubt. I love the middle area because I think a lot of times that is where you can go anywhere, right? The questioning, the doubt. Um, I almost think about uh, the angel and the devil on your shoulder, Right telling you one thing, telling you another thing. So it's like, which way do I go? Do I go up to red or I go down to green? And I think that's a big place where our, uh, today's student athletes are in that questioning, that doubt um, with what we're going through today. And I think as leaders, that's where we need to spend most of our time. Right. 
right? The and green's easy. Piece. The green's the easy part. Green, and, and red, it's almost too late. Red is almost reactionary, right? Like right. we are a victim to whatever's happening around us, or we are at the mercy of whatever's happening around us. But yellow, I mean, the people that our organizations and the students and the coaches that we're around, they need us to pause, reflect, make sound decisions that are based on our own integrity and our values and all that other stuff. So I think for us as coaches, we need to live more in the yellow. Yeah, absolutely. I, I you know, and I, I want to go into this next thing with you, um, about responding, right? About how we respond. And so if you're looking at the yellow and you want to keep somebody, cause ultimately JT, we want to get somebody like, we don't want them to go to the red, right? We ultimately want them to go down to the green. But as leaders, as you alluded to, our job is to get them to green. So I think the questions that we ask have to be intentional with keeping them from yellow to red and going yellow to green, if that makes sense. Like they're triggers. You know what I'm saying? It absolutely makes sense. And that's where we have to coach them back to green, right? Right. Like we can't just say something and, and automatically think they're going to be green. Right. You know, these are 15 to 18 year old. They're 15 to 18 year old kids. They're not professional athletes. A lot of them are dealing with stuff that's way beyond their years or what they have to. The world moves really fast right now. So we as adults have to coach them back to green. If we don't, that's when it might escalate. Or if we say the wrong thing, that's when they'll escalate to red. Right. So let's talk about why it matters. Like, why are we talking about this red, yellow, and green? And we're going to post this this slideshow and this PowerPoint with this episode. So you can kind of go along with us. But you pose the question, why does this matter? So the questions are, how do you respond when? And I love the ones you have up here. So for instance, let's, let's take a couple of these. And I know in football, the referee doesn't give you... Um, the call that you want for a pass interference, right? There was a PI, there wasn't a PI. How do you respond? So how is a kid going to watch you respond to that, right? How the coach responds is typically how the kid's going to respond the next time because you're modeling, if we go back to Angus Reed, what are we modeling for our kids to watch? Yeah, the presentation that we're going to post, um, it's wrestling season right now in Iowa. Uh, minus seven degrees and about a foot of snow on the ground. Um, so it, I've got it tailored. Uh, Saturday is our district tournament, so that is everything in our season. But I've got this school session tailored to our wrestlers. And it's basically like what happens when the referee doesn't award you the takedown that you thought you had? Or what happens when you take a shot but you end up in bad position? Or what? what, what how do you respond if you win a big match in a duel? Um, or what if your math teacher, you know, says that you're talking too much in class and that you can't focus, but it wasn't even you, someone else happening around you. Uh, what if your girlfriend breaks up with you the day before a game? Mm. So all these things, it's how you respond. And I know the R factor, we've had the kites on the, the show and a lot of our coaches listening know the E plus R equals O and they live that this is just another way of thinking about E plus R equals O. So it matters because we are not equipped as humans to do this by ourselves. Or think about how you have responded to bad things that have happened. I think the bad things 
are the tough things to respond to that we have to give more intentional thought. We have to have more of a, I guess, a, a mirror test of how do I respond to this where the good things that happen, like you get an A on a test, that's easy to go to green. You score a touchdown on Friday night, that's easy to go to green. The one thing I want to look at, JT, is we want to be cautioning ourselves to keep out of the red. So yeah. I'm, I'm almost looking at the yellow as a buffer to kind of see, hey, where do I want to go? So the, the easy things get us to green. The hard things, the bad things, I think we have to guard ourselves to keep us from going to red. And Absolutely we do. Um, and that's part of our survival skills going all the way back to our reptile brain. Uh, you know, from humanity, from evolutions of millions of years ago. Um, I look at it like this, uh, slide five on this presentation. Imagine a big yellow circle, right? And that circle is everything that you're facing. So that's the situation. Um, you could go a lot of different ways inside this circle. There's no right way or wrong way. It's about making decisions and then finding your way as best you can. Inside this giant yellow circle, think about two small circles. One of them is red and the other small circle is green. And the red to me represents what gets your attention. So it's that thing that you're angry about, right? It's the thing that set you off. It's the event that you can't control. That's what gets your attention, you know? Um, oh man, I just saw my girlfriend hang out with another guy. Why is she hanging out with him? Oh man, I just dropped a t an easy touchdown pass. Like I was all alone on the sideline. They, they lost me in the coverage for a little bit and then I let it go right through my hands. Uh, it's, oh man, you know, I was in position. I took a great shot, but then I couldn't finish it. And so, you know, I ended up on the bottom and I couldn't recover and I lost the match. That All that's what's getting my attention. The green, if you want to be a high performer and function in the green, no matter what situation you're facing, what deserves your attention? And what do you need to focus on? Yeah, and I think about this, and it's an old rhyme, and everybody's heard this, but where your attention goes, your energy flows. So the more I focus on what deserves my attention is where it's going to go versus what gets my attention. So for teenagers, uh, practice deserves your attention, but maybe keeping a Snapchat streak going is getting your attention right now. I live by a principal called MIT, and it's Daniel Pink. He's a psychologist, uh, and the MIT stands for most important task. Yeah. Every morning when I wake up, I think about my most important task, and then I go do that, right? Like, that is my priority for the day. That's what deserves my attention. Whatever I define my MIT to be for the day, that's, right. that's deserving of my attention. The, the other stuff that gets in the way, whether it's a conversation with a kid or whether it's a conversation with a colleague or whether it's checking my email or making sure I post on our social media, all that gets my attention. Mm -hmm. But my MIT is what I defined as deserving my attention. So it's just like you said, it, it's where do you put your energy and then what productivity is going to come out of that? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback off of that a little bit. And I think your most important task sometimes sometimes it's it's hard to organize those right so we have all these important tasks we have to do at the beginning of the day so we have them or for some people it might be just brush their teeth 
is their most important task or get their kids out of bed or, you know, uh, take the garbage out in the morning. But I think the most important task also, you have to translate it to putting it in order of significance to get you through the day. Something can be, that can be weighted, you can wait on it and do it later. Do it later. If that makes sense, like prioritize them. I guess the easiest thing I'm trying to say, prioritize your MITs. Yeah. And I think the other piece of advice for that is you're in control of your MIT, right? You get to define what you do first. You get to define what's most important to you. Uh, And for some of us, it might be those minuscule tasks that get put off, like folding the laundry or unloading the dishwasher or shuffling the kids to wherever they need to be. But for others of us, maybe we need to ignore those kind of things that those little details that kind of get in the way of us being doing the big things. Right. But we all get to decide that for ourselves. So this is another way to look at E plus R equals O. It's another analogy. It's another piece, a stoplight of red, yellow, and green. And I always share with my kids too, some examples of how you can get from yellow to green or de-escalate from red and stay green or when chaos and is happening all around you how you can stay green as well and the first person that we use is george kittle best tight end in the nfl right now right agreed and all of my kids up here know him because he's from iowa played ball at iowa but like george kittle draws a button on his hand he takes a permanent marker and makes like a little power button right on his hand. Uh, then whenever something goes wrong, he faces adversity in the game. So like he drops a pass or he misses a block or he is called for a penalty. Things that would make him maybe go to red, he just pushes and holds that imaginary button on his hand. And that's his physical cue that I'm going to reset. You know, it's a new play. Every play has a life of its own in football, right? Every match has a life of its own in a wrestling tournament. Uh, Every event has a life of its own in a track meet. So the ability to reset himself and stay green is really important to win the game in the end or win the meet in the end. Yeah, I really really like the next one. Uh, If you want to go to number eight in this with Aaron Judge. So we're talking about resetting. When is it time to turn on the green? When is it time to give my attention to what needs to happen? So everybody knows Aaron Judge, right? Right fielder for the Yankees. Um, MLB Rookie of the Year in 2017. So every time that he comes uh, to bat, so he's getting the batter's box, he rubs the dirt uh, from the box onto the bat, and it's just a mental cue. And it's a physical cue that it's time to perform at a high level. And... Everybody knows Aaron Judge. He's famous for those long bombs uh, of home runs. So that's another. So you have George Kittle with the button, and now you have um, Aaron Judge who takes dirt, rubs dirt from the box onto his bat, and that's his mental and physical cue uh, that it's time to, to go. Yeah, it's like he's telling himself this is my area this is my 20 square feet right Right. i own this batter's box uh i've done this from the time that i was just a little guy in little league right going all the way back to t-ball this is my safe spot this is my happy place right and uh 
I think that's really important. Sometimes we lose sight of the joy of the game. And uh, the more we can remind ourselves that, hey, this dirt in this batter box at Yankee Stadium is the same dirt that I played on in that Sandlot field. Yeah. Only thing, there's just a couple more thousand people there. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You know, and they're not imaginary this time. So um, it's it's just another way to to perform. Uh, I'm going to go back to slide seven because this is one of my favorites. Uh, Rachel Hollis, she's a super influencer. Uh, on social media she's got a few books out and a few years ago one of my cousins my wife's cousins uh, who's like 25 she recommended that i read this book called girl wash your face and i'm a 40 year old man from iowa right like this is not this is i am not her target market uh, right. for girl wash your face but i read it and i really liked how she empowered women throughout her story and she empowers women throughout her social media and her influence but What I like about this to go with stay green or get back to green is you can always tell when a a girl has had a really hard day, right? Oh yeah. Like their makeup is streaking it's smearing down their face. Uh, And the whole idea Rachel Hollis tells people to empower them is wash your face. Like don't let anyone see that you're not green. And I think that's such an important message for women and I think there's a lot that we can learn from that from as men too, you know, like a lot of times women wear their, their emotions on their sleeve. And as men, we probably need to be more like that. But at the same time, Rachel's message is that women, you need to be more like men in the fact of don't show people that you've been crying. Uh, so I just think about that. So the next time you see a, a, a woman with her makeup streaked and she's had a hard day or she looks like she's having a tough day, it's just a great reminder. Wash your face, clean yourself up. Let's move on. Uh, the last one, and this is slide nine, um, before we go to slide 11 with Pat Summit, uh, is Jay-Z. And everybody knows this famous song, uh, Brush Your Shoulders Off, uh, that he sings. And, uh, you know, he, he does that where he takes his hand and he, and he swipes off his shoulder uh, on both sides and, and pretty much getting the dirt off your shoulder, brushing everything off which could lead to brushing off negativity, uh, going back to those bad things, those bad days that happen, those hard days that happen that you just brush them off. Uh, sometimes maybe you got to brush a little harder or sometimes it's just a little swipe depending on the severity of however your quote-unquote bad day or hard day was. But that's just another mechanism to brush it off and to go on to the next thing. Uh, how, don't let that hard day define you. Don't let that bad day define you as... An individual but brush it off and then keep moving forward yeah and then i'm reading pat summit's book i actually just finished it this week but it's called sum it up it's been out for a few years so maybe some of our listeners have read it as well but she's talking about in the book in the late 80s when success really started to hit the lady ball tennessee pro like the the tennessee lady ball program when they really started to have a lot of success she noticed that she needed to come up with a way that her team talked to each other, uh, that it wasn't always very positive. And so what she implemented this rule, she just said, anytime that someone compliments another member of the team, we're going to say two points as in like a jump shot, right? Like as in swished or whatever, like that one went in the hole and we put two more on the, on the board. And then anytime someone would criticize a teammate, she would always say rebound, right? Like, 
shake it off, learn from it. Like there's a lesson here. We can, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep playing. We got to get back on defense or whatever. And uh, I just think it's great. We've taken this same concept and we're starting to use it with my middle schoolers in wrestling. Why middle school? Because one, they just latch on to things a little quicker than high school kids. And two, I want them to be, to, to start to use this language at 12 and 13 years old. So what we say is, uh, in wrestling, it's that's two. In other words, if I'm in their corner and they're when they're on the mat and they're wrestling, uh, I'm going to yell from the corner. That's two. A lot of times before the official says two points for a takedown. And then the rebound part of it, we don't rebound. We don't rebound in basketball or like we do in basketball. We get an escape. We cut away. So I'll just say cut. When someone says something negative that's going to hurt somebody else or that's going to hurt the team, I'll say cut. Get away from it. Like, go find something else. And so Pat Summit, an amazing leader, light years ahead of her time. Uh, what she has done for the game of basketball and for humanity is incredible. And so two points and rebound. Think about ways you can use that language within your organization. Yeah, and I want to finish it up with this, JT, and we can bounce some more ideas, but... I think it's important that we find ways to challenge ourselves to ways we can get from yellow to green. How do we get those? So what are we doing to get from yellow to green or red to green or, you know, in avoiding, I guess you would say, going from yellow to red. So here's my thing. You know, we, we've talked about what Aaron Judge does. We talked about Jay-Z, Pat Summit, um, Rachel Hollis and George Kittle all have these wonderful ideas that we can steal right and we can do those but there's also some other options how do you encourage your teammates what do you do to build a teammate up when something bad happens you know if you have a cool idea let us know hit us up on at culture class 19 let us know uh, about how you're finding ways to challenge your teammates and how to bounce back if you will Uh, there's so many options Uh, we've learned from a couple of these uh, tonight in the classroom. Uh, just what are some ways that you help people go from yellow to green or from red to green? Yeah, and please feel free to use this presentation with your organization. Feel free to adapt it to whatever field you're in, whether you're a teacher or you're a coach or you are a business leader. Um, and it's designed to be given in 10 to 15 minutes. So it's a bite-sized nugget, but reach out to us. And as we close Coach Weaver, I just think about the outsiders, right? The classic piece of American literature where at the end, uh, they kind of say, stay gold, pony boy. (laughs) Well, I'm going to encourage our listeners to stay green. Pro Quick Draw is the Microsoft playbook development system that is centered on increasing your efficiency in drawing plays, generating scouting reports, creating scout cards, and much more. We have the capabilities of drawing within PowerPoint and Visio. Coaches are currently using the programs as standalone drawing platforms or integrating them both within PQD. You can create your presentation using PowerPoint, but quickly add plays from your Visio library. Build your library of plays from scratch or by using the PQD folder system. Create your playbook by adding drawings from your library to a custom template to help organize your final playbook. Utilize our Visio stencils or PowerPoint shape library to help you draw your plays. 
speed up the workflow by not having to copy and paste. PQD will resize your drawing based on the template that you have chosen. Embed video within your presentation to help create a digital playbook. We offer templates for handouts and presentations for staff, unit, or player meetings. Generate your practice script using our advanced button. Print this for your coaches or send digitally to your players before practice. You can even convert the handout to scout cards and flip the drawings. Save time during the week not having to draw cards. Draw that play once for the year and you have it moving forward. Connect your library to a cloud service or the school network. When a coach updates a drawing, simply click the Refresh All Plays button to update the document. We believe we have the tools that can help you become a better coach. Download a free 30-day trial and change the way you work.